Okay. So our anchor scripture um, for this season in first, is in First John chapter four. So please let's open our Bibles to First John chapter four. Is anyone there? If anyone is there, please can you read First John chapter four? What verse, please? So um, we're reading the whole. We're reading the whole verse, okay. but you can start from. You can start from verse seven. Okay, verse seven. Okay. Yes, please. So I'm reading the NLT version. Is that fine? Yes, please. Go ahead. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. For anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his, his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love him, love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is but a full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face it with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced this perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If anyone says, I love God, or hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For we don't love people we can see. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God, must also love their fellow believers. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Father, Amen. we thank you for your word. And we ask, Father, that even as we share your word this morning, Lord, that you would cleanse us and you would um, give us clarity. You would give us understanding of your word, my God, and that your word would even build us up this morning, Father. To the glory of your name in Jesus' Amen. precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, the theme for this season is um, the love of God. And okay. we started and we started uh, looking at this scripture 
uh, today is the third day of prayer reign. And um, one of the things that um, led us to even study this scripture or led us into this thing for the month is understanding that God is bringing us to a place beyond anything else. Um, he's bringing us to a place of close friendship with him. Or rather, that is God's desire for us to be his friends, you know, um, to be men and women that are called the friends of God. And we understand, uh, even from uh, day one, some of the things that were mentioned, you know, um, the advantage of, of, of um, being a friend of someone is, is the closeness, it's like the privileges that you receive. But this is not to say that this is the reason, our primary motivation for, for even communing with God. It is because of the fellowship, it is because of the love, it is because of the relationship that he fosters um, between us. You know, it is, it is the joy of the relationship of love between father and child um, amongst other things. You know, our God is such a good God and it is such a privilege to know him. And we see that in our personal lives, we see it um, in, in, in testimonies of other people's lives. You know, um, just knowing that we have the presence of God, it brings joy, it brings peace. Um, we've seen God do amazing things in our lives. We've seen um, even how we as individuals have grown by journeying God. You know, um, one of the things we also touched on on the first day is how our God is a journey. You know, he's like a map. And every time we, 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 we walk with him or every time we walk according to his leading, it's like we're going on a journey. And it, he gives us the opportunity to experience new dimensions in him. You know, um, he unlocks new places in him that we have never seen or we have never touched. And I'm always reminded every time we walk with God, I'm always reminded of... Um, of the fathers of our faith, even in scripture, and how they always got to different places in God and they will lift up a memorial unto him and you know give him a, a name because they are um, they are experiencing that new aspect of him. So the names of God that we see today or the names of God that we read in scriptures are uh, you know these are products of personal encounters and experiences with him. You know, if it's Jehovah Jireh provider, if it's uh, Ebenezer you know, um, it's, it's, um, um, if it's, um, Jehovah's Kino, if it's, um, in fact, there's so many names in scripture and we see that it is usually a man or a people that experience this dimension of God. And it's like, um, a vocal expression or a heartfelt expression of, or just acknowledging him for who he is, you know? And so that's one of the reasons why we must know God for ourselves. That's one of the reasons why we must come into that personal closeness, you know, have that personal bond, have that personal relationship, have our own personal encounters with God, because it makes it more relatable. It makes our journey with God even more real for us. So even beyond the teachings and beyond the, I mean, but these are things we already know, you know, but I believe that now more than ever, God really wants us to be more conscious in the way that we we steward him in the way that we relate to him, in the way that we come to him, in the way that we deal with him. You know, he doesn't just want um, yes men and yes women that are just wired to work. He wants people that love him. So he wants to take us from where we currently are to a deeper place in him. You know, um, and even if we've already been experiencing or enjoying a friendship with God, um, 
because our God is endless and he's very, he's very vast, there is still, there are still more depths in him that we haven't experienced. And so that's why every time we come before him, we must always come expectant. You know, um, one of the prayers I always pray every time I come before the presence of God is, Lord, give me a righteous expectation. If I do not have one, give me a righteous expectation. Show me how to set my expectations right. Show me what to even desire in this time as I come before you. You know, because there is always something in God. Our God we also remember that he's a king, you know, um, and you can come before the presence of a king and not even have something. And you always go back blessed. You always go back with a gift. Our Bible tells us that, shows us that God is always willing and ready um, and prepared to give us gifts and blessings. So it really also um, depends on the push of our hearts and our expectations. Most times we come before God. I know that we have prayer rain every other month or every month. However, every day is an opportunity to have an expectation for the Father. Every day is an opportunity to have an expectation um, um, that is governed by his spirit. Every day um, of, that we even come together in prayers is an opportunity for us to, you know, come before him expectant, joyful, and ready to receive, and ready to be blessed, and ready to journey in him. And um, I just pray, I pray that the, the, the Lord will give each and every person a personal testimony, a personal encounter um, of, of a deeper dimension of his love, even in this time, in the name of Jesus. So still touching on, um, still touching on the love of God and being, being, being intimate with the Lord, you know, what that intimacy looks like. I'm always reminded of that scripture in, in the book of Genesis chapter two, you know, um, let's actually open up Genesis chapter two. So, from, so the, the main parts that I will probably be focusing on on this call is Genesis 2 from 11 to 11 to 14 or 15, but let's just go a bit, um, a bit down to verse 6. The Bible says, but a mist used to a mist used to rise from the land and water the entire surface of the ground, and the Lord God formed, that is created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit, and the Lord God planted a garden in the east, in Eden, Eden, um, I'm reading the amplified version, so Eden speaks of delight and the land of happiness i believe that you know that, that that's what friendship should be it should be a, a place you know of of delight it should be a place of happiness um there are certain friends that when they call us up you know or we are going to visit or we are meeting up with them there's just this joy of oh my god i'm seeing my friend we're going to be catching up you know there's just this excitement that is how god always wants us to come before him um, and we see the purpose of eden um, the Bible says he planted a garden in the east in Eden. The purpose of that garden he planted um, was um, for it, it was intended to be a place of delight and intended to be a place of happiness and joy. 
And the Bible says that he puts the man whom he had formed and created there. And in the garden, the Lord God caused to grow from the ground every tree that is desirable and pleasing to the sight and good, that is suitable and pleasant for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the experiential knowledge, recognition of the difference between good and evil. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden and from there it divided and became four branching rivers. The first river is named Pishon. It flows around the entire land of Havilah where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Bedellium, a fragrant, valuable resin, and the onyx stone are found there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the entire land of Cush in Mesopotamia. The third river is called Hidakel, Tigris. It flows east of Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. So the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate and to keep it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word once again. Amen. So um, what I find here is, you know, um, one of the things I believe we shared on Monday was, what is the proof of intimacy? What is the proof that, a, you know, um, if we even take it to the place of a um, spousal relationship, the proof that a man and his wife have known each other or have been intimate is that, um, they bring forth seed, they bear a child, you know, and the child that is brought forth or the fruit of their intimacy is, um, would I say, a product of both of them. It is a product of the traits, the characteristics, you know, of both the father or rather the, the man and the woman. And so in this, in this time, especially because this is a year where we, we have come to understand that God is... Um, causing us to build. He's bringing us to a place where he wants us to build and establish, establish righteousness on the earth. So it really has to start from a place of intimacy. It has to start from a place of knowing him intimately. It has to start from a place of being friends with him. In fact, yesterday I was having dinner with some friends and I heard the most interesting thing, you know, or rather refreshing thing I've heard. In, I haven't heard in a while. And uh, one of them was, we were talking about marriage, right? And um, one of them was talking about how some lady had met her husband. And you know how before people get married, they usually go for like a premarital counseling, you know, but um, there was this lady that's a friend of um, one of us that was um, basically a friend of someone. And she was just telling her how when she met her husband, you know, he wasn't too, he wasn't even focusing too much on, oh, it has to be marriage counseling. Apparently there's a thing called friendship counseling. And this guy took her to friendship counseling. And we heard that we're like, friendship counseling was that and said, you know, his motivation for it was he really wanted them to become friends first before anything else. He wanted them to improve on being good friends to each other, you know, um, and I, I could only imagine what that looked like, having good understanding and listening skills, you know, making room for the other person, learning how to love or learning how to relate with that person properly you know getting to know each other better it may it, it is still marital counseling but you know just the focus of that there's something pure and something different about it you know and once you are friends with someone they it's like you 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 it's the friendship that now gives 
room to any other kind of thing that will lead, uh, you know, it will lead to like now being spouses or, you know, business partners or whatever it is. So there's something about friendship that gives that, um, that, that allows you to be intimate with the person. Um, the it allows you to be close to a person. And one of the advantages of closeness is revelation. It is only a friend that can see into the deep things of a person's life and know his dealings just by being present. There are certain things you, you or set there's some kind of information you receive just by being around the person. You know, um, if it's maybe someone else on the outside, they may know, even if the person has a personal assistant, the personal assistant can only know so much, but there's a friend that would probably stick so close to them that they know, you know, they would even have more information than maybe even a sibling or maybe a child because they are sticking by the person. And that's what it is, you know, it's like when we are close, when we're in close relationship with God, when we are constantly being led by his spirit, when we are constantly, um, would I say, yoking ourselves to him, we begin to receive insights, we begin to understand him, we begin to receive revelation. Uh, it gives room for birthing, it, 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 it strengthens the intimacy that we have in him, you know? And so speaking about birthing in this scripture, we see how um, the Bible talked about Eden and how the rivers were flowing out of Eden. So it first focused on the, uh, on the man that God created and then it speaks about the, you know, the garden that was also formed, the reason for the garden and the product of the relationship, you know, or the product of, of, of the dealings that happened in the garden. The Bible says that there were rivers that were flowing out of Eden and it broke forth into four waterheads. This is a scripture that we have heard many times. This is even a teaching that we've probably come across before. However, it is so crucial and it is so important in this time. Why? Because if we're talking about birthing and we're talking about building, we must understand that it is not something we can do by our power or by our might. It is the intimacy with God that even gives the ease to build. It gives the ease to craft. It gives the ease to create. You know, closeness is the fastest means by which we, we, can, we can even create or build anything. And because our God is a God of grace, every time that we spend with him, he's constantly releasing grace over us, releasing grace over us. And so this morning, I'd like us to even just pray that um, the grace of God that causes um, a free flow of his spirit or causes a free flow of, 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 of the ease of, of establishing his will, that that grace of God will be, will, be, um, will be available for us. We will walk in his grace this morning. Please let us lift up our voices and pray. Let us unmute our mics and pray. Father, we receive your grace. We receive your grace this morning. Father, 
Father, give us the grace, O God, the grace, O God, Father, cause the rivers of life to flow through our lives, O God, cause the river of your grace to flow through our lives, O God, as we, as we fellowship with you, as we stay in you, O God, just like we have seen in your word, oh God, the, the product of, of, of intimacy with you, Father, is a free-flowing river that waters the earth. Let our lives be an instrument of watering of the earth, oh God. Let our lives be an instrument of your glory, Father. Let our lives be blessings, oh God, to the nations. Let our lives be blessings to our communities. Let our lives be blessings, oh God, even to our families, my God. We even just pray, Father, for us, for the spirit of revelation, oh God. We ask, Father, that even as we as we journey closer with you and in you, Lord, that you would even give us understanding of the mysteries and the secret things of the spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for insight, oh God. We pray for intelligence, oh God, by your spirit. Father, even give us the ability to apply the knowledge and the skill, oh God, that we acquire from your presence. Let us not waste that which you give us. Let us not waste that which you reveal to us, my God. Father, and this is why we need your grace. This is why we need your grace, my Father. Father, we pray, oh God, for creative abilities, oh God. Father, because you have crafted us in your image and in your likeness, Father. We ask and pray, oh God, for each and every person on this call. If there be anybody that may feel like, oh, I am not creative, Father, because we have your, your innate nature, Father. We have your DNA, oh God. And because you, Lord, created, Lord, by reason of communion, with the Son and with the Spirit, O oh God, and we are joined with you. Father, I pray that you activate the creative ability, the spirit of creativity, O oh God, in each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. You are the one that gives us the wisdom, Lord, for witty inventions. Father, you are the one that gives us the knowledge and the power to create wealth. Show us, Father, once again, how to create from a place of intimacy, from a place of intimacy with you, my God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.
So from verse 11 to 15 talks about the four rivers and we're just going to be praying over, you know, uh, praying along those lines of the rivers and what they symbolize. Um, so from verse 11, the Bible says, um, still reading from Amplified, the Bible says, the first river, okay, so from verse 10, it says, now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four branching rivers. Verse 1, um, verse 11, the first river is named Bishon. It flows around the entire land of Habila, where there is gold. Verse 12, the gold of that land is good. Bedellium, a fragrant valuable resin and the onyx stone are found there. Verse 13, the name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the entire land of Kush in Mesopotamia. Verse 14, the third river is named Hidekel, Tigris. It flows east of Assyria and the fourth river is Euphrates. So the Lord God took the man he had made and settled him in the garden of Eden to cultivate and to keep it. So we'll start by looking at the first river. Um, the, we'll look at the rivers. The first one, Pishon, it speaks of increase. The second, Gihon, it speaks of bursting forth. The um, third, Hidekel, it speaks of rapage. And then the fourth river, Euphrates, it speaks of fruitfulness. And so I'd like us to start by praying over ourselves, just um, with that understanding of the first river, Pishon, which is increase. We see, um, if we look at different, different examples in scripture, but one of the examples that we all know very well is the story of Joseph, you know, and how God caused him to prosper. In fact, very interest, interestingly, at the, um, the Day of the Lord retreats that we went for in Ghana, um, we, we started to understand one of the scriptures or one of the people that was highlighted um, for us is Joseph and the kind of life that he lived. And you know, it's so interesting because the Bible actually never recorded that there was no place in scripture where the Bible says, oh, that Joseph heard God's voice, literally speaking, if you look through the Bible, you know, and that was the first time that I, I was made to be conscious of that fact that the Bible never said anything about or oh, him hearing God's voice um, in the literal sense of the word, you know, but there was such an intimacy um, of, um, that Joseph enjoyed with God. There's a particular scripture that we read that said, and when we broke it down into the root, the root meaning of the word, uh, when we broke it down into like the, the Hebrew, it says the being of the beingness of God was with Joseph. So it's like God's presence was with him. And if you look at jo Joseph's life, even though he was a person that lived in, that went through much suffering, there was a certain ease about the way he, he, he lived his life. It was not easy going through all of the betrayal of his brothers. It wasn't easy being taken away from his father, being um, separated from his father and sold into slavery. You know, we started to look closely at all of the things that he, you know, just examining, trying to put ourselves in his shoes and just thinking how um, the distance between his home and when he was taken to Egypt. And because he was a slave, he was sold 
with other slaves, you know, and apparently the work, the, and the slaves would journey by foot. So the walking distance between where he, he was with his family and the, his land of, the land of his captivity was about three weeks walking by foot. So just imagine the kind of emotional or mental torture he must have been going through, just realizing that, okay, this is not a bad dream, it's the reality. My brothers actually sold me. Oh, so you mean it's not a joke? Nobody is coming to get me. You know, him just going through all of that and then arriving in a foreign land, not having his father, not having his siblings. In fact, well, the siblings didn't really care much for him. But, you know, just being taken away from his home for such a long time. But we see that life of leadership that he was able to live. We see how he ascended, you know, uh, and, and grew and became a person of influence. Even the time when he was tempted of Potiphar's wife, what did he say? He said, how can I do this evil in the sight of my, of my God? Joseph was someone that was very conscious of the presence of God. That's someone that was very intimate with God. The only record of, I would say, maybe the supernatural that Joseph had was that he dreamt. And he saw things and he understood things. He understood things. Why? Because he had that closeness with God. It was easy for, for him to walk in revelation. We're talking about increase now. You see, when we talk about increase, it's not just the amassing or the acquiring of wealth or earthly possessions. Increase, I, I believe it's like a spirit or like a, um, a, a, an anointing to increase that comes upon a person that is able to, that is able to help kings rule increase just like joseph experienced it and was able to bring egypt into a place of increase by reason of revelation by reason of understanding by reason of 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 of, of god showing him things he wasn't just so he was a blessed man and the increase that he experienced was not just an increase a selfish kind of increase it was an increase that became a national kind of increase he was able to preserve you know increase that helps preserve that preserves from waste that preserves from spoil that preserves from destruction that's the kind of increase that the lord is bringing us into increase on a governmental level in increase on a level of leading on a level of leadership not just on a level of of having bread to eat but also seeds to sow, the seeds of righteousness, the seeds of good counsel, the seeds of, of understanding, the seeds of direction and clarity. It's this kind of increase that I believe the Lord has in mind for us, the kind of increase that provides a covering for people, the kind of increase in knowledge and in wisdom that people can, can receive from, people can be blessed by. If, we, if we're even talking about this type of increase, I'm I'm also, you know, being reminded of Noah as well, how he was able to, um, by the leading of God, regardless of how silly or foolish he may have looked, because he knew that he heard from God, he went to work and began to build. And that's why it's very important for us to constantly ask ourselves, what is this thing that I am building in this time? What are my actions building? What are my thoughts creating? What am I providing? What is coming out of me? What is flowing out of me? Is this a kind of increase that blesses only me? Or is it a, is it a godly increase? Or is it, is it a perverted kind of increase? Is it one that comes and blesses only me? Or is it one that provides shelter and provides a covering for other people? When Noah came into that understanding or the revelation of what God had in store for his time, he was able to go to work and start to build. And when he started building, he started to create room 
for, for, for his family, for a remnant, for a new breed of people, you know, to, to, to experience God. He was making room for, for a new creation. He was making room for a new day. This is the kind of increase that the Lord wants us to walk in not just the ones of, of, of selfish gains. We have to go beyond the place of where we're always thinking about increase for ourselves, increase of, um, pertaining to, you know, worldly and earthly possessions because we can keep gathering things up as dust. But at the end of the day, is it, are, we, are, we gathering it up, up, um, are we gathering it eternally or are we just gathering things physically? The kind of increase that the Lord is bringing us into is an eternal increase. So let us pray. I believe this is a good place to pray. Let us pray and ask the Lord that he would cause us to, to walk in increase, increase of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that births, the kind of wisdom that creates, the kind of wisdom that, um, that brings forth the mind of God, that preserves, the kind of increase that makes room, the kind of increase that makes a way, the kind of increase that is a product of, of, of our intimacy and our relationship with God, the kind of increase that, that, that builds territories, that builds nations, that makes provision, in, even in a, in a time of drought, even in a time of dryness, even in a time of uncertainty, increase that creates provision, that protects, that preserves in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. This is the increase we desire, O oh God, an increase, O oh God, that is rooted in provision, O oh God, in understanding, my Father, understanding, O oh God, of the provision and extension of the providing nature of our father extension of the providing nature of our god father this is the increase lord we desire to walk in father cause the cause cause, cause there to be a shift in our lives in our understanding in our sight oh god and even in the way that we, we we execute the things that you give us give us a shift in understanding my god that we will be able to steward lord these words that we hear lord we'll be able to understand lord your scriptures as we read them and as you intend for us to use them in this season in the mighty name of jesus i'll just go over the rest real quickly because our time is almost up um gihon speaks of a bursting forth um the bible goes on to explain um one of the four rivers of the um so gihon is one of the four rivers in the garden um there's also um i think it was in my study bible that i saw um and not us like a brief explanation or uh, um, a further interpretation of what Gihon symbolizes. It's a spring near Jerusalem where the anointing and proclaiming of Solomon as king took place. You know, um, so speaking of bursting forth, it's like an extension, you know, or would I say like a stretching or like a shifting um, of, of, of a person or of, 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 of a man when he begins to walk with God, you begin to burst forth, you begin to grow. It also speaks of growth. You know, um, it speaks of, of maturity. It speaks of, um, of um, 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 walking in, how do I say it now? Well, basically still maturity, but, you know, walking in a deeper understanding that takes you, that helps you journey, takes you beyond where you were, you know, um, and brings you into the place where you should be. And so we pray this morning that the Lord will cause us to burst forth on every side. Um, anything that may have held us back, 
anything that may have been a hindrance, anything that may have been like a stumbling block or may have stood in the way of, of our growth, anything that may have stood in the way of our maturity, anything that may have stunted us up until now. We pray that by the hand of the spirit of the living God, we will indeed burst forth on every side. We will begin to grow. We will begin to understand. We will begin to develop according to the will and the mind of our father. We would begin to mature spiritually, oh God. We will begin to mature even emotionally, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Heidekel, um, also known as Tigris, it speaks of rapid. So the, the meaning of Heidekel is rapid. And when I looked at the word rapid, you know, um, rapid speaks of advancement. It speaks um, of like swiftness. So there's, there's, a, there's the grace for swiftness, the strength of execution. Um, another definition said happening in a short time, but at a great rate. Um, and if you also look at the word rapid, um, the, um, the opposite of that word is delay, is sluggishness. You know, if something is happening very fast, if you look at it, um, look at the opposite of it, it means that, you know, the opposite of, of, of something going at a very fast and advancing pace is, um, is, is delay. And so this morning we break the hold and we break every yoke of delay in our lives. And we pray that the Lord will help us, you know, restore us restore us every in every area and in every aspect of our lives that there will be a restoration of our lives there will be a restoration of every for every season where we may have experienced delays that the lord will restore us in the mighty name of jesus in any area where we may be sluggish for whatever reason be it laziness be it slothfulness that the lord would even restore and deliver us and give us understanding and give us clarity and um, renew our minds and cause us to understand better that we may even be able to engage better by the spirit we'll be able to engage him better we'll be able to engage our lives better we'll be able to engage his spirit better in the mighty name of jesus we also pray for the ability to pursue just like um, um david um he asked he said he, he he said unto the lord should i should i pursue and the lord said pursue you will surely overtake and you will recover all. So for every area of our lives where we may have doubted or we may have stayed in the place of uncertainty when the Lord was beckoning on us to go, where the Lord was beckoning on us to take that godly risk, where the Lord was beckoning on us to make a journey and maybe we failed or maybe we, we, we failed to list, we failed to execute or we failed to work according to his plans for whatever reason. Most times, Lord, we understand that it is because we are afraid, Lord, but we thank you because even in this season, Lord, where we are experiencing your love afresh your word reminds us that perfect love casts out fear and so father we declare that fear is cast out of our lives lord fear will never lord have room to pervert your voice and your call upon our lives and we pray lord even for the ability to pursue the ability to overtake and the ability for to recover all by your grace, everything we may have lost to fear, everything we may have lost to doubt, everything we may have lost to uncertainty, oh God. Father, we pray for recovery, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, that we would even walk in dimensions, Lord, of overtaking and recovering, oh God, in and out of season. This is our prayer, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, um, the fourth river was um, spoke of fruitfulness, the river Euphrates. 
I ask and pray, Father, this morning that by your spirit, you will cause us to walk in that, um, in our true calling, Lord, of, of, of fruitfulness, Lord, the fruitfulness that causes us to multiply, the, the fruitfulness that causes us to have dominion, oh God. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would even cause us to be fruitful once again in any area where we may have been experiencing some kind of, of stillness, oh God, Father, because by reason of our union and our work and our intimacy with you, my God, you are causing us to be fruitful. You are causing us to multiply. You are causing us to replenish. Father, we receive, Lord, the spirit of fruitfulness this morning, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, because we will not be like that fig tree that had the semblance of fruitfulness and greenery on the outside, but when when closely examined, had no fruit and could not feed. We ask and pray, Father, that you would even show us the reason and the purpose for why you have made us fruitful, that we may be a covering, that we may be a, a, a uh, we may, we may, that our fruits would feed, Lord, our fruits will supply, the fruits of our lives will sustain not just ourselves and our immediate environment, but even the world, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And because our roots are in you, Lord, we would never have a season where we are not fruitful. Indeed, we'll be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of living water. Father, we ask and pray that we would stay planted, oh God, even in the rivers of your living water, that your life will continue to be the supply, oh God, of our fruits, the life of God, the life of the spirits will be the root, oh God, Father, and it will be the product of our fruits in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everything that we do, let it burst forth with life. Let it burst forth with joy. Let it show forth the fruit of the spirit, Lord. Let it all be rooted in your love in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. We thank you, Father, because we know that every time we come before you and we pray according to your will and we look at your word, Lord, we know, Father, that you are even releasing grace and imparting us, Lord, by your word. And so, Father, as we leave this call this morning, we pray that you would even release the grace, Lord, to become everything that we have heard, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your day be praised forevermore. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.